Hey, Hope Church, thank you so much for uh, joining us, tuning in this morning. Um, our scripture today comes from Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Let me read it for you. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, God, just in this moment, I recognize my need for you. Um, I need your power to just do what it does. God, I'm, I'm just a preacher, um, but you are God, and you're the one who has risen. You're the one who is alive, and you are the one who changes hearts and lives. So Jesus, I trust that you're going before me, your prepared hearts, to receive this message today. And so God, just speak through me. Do what only you can do. I trust you, and this is the name of Christ that I pray. Amen. Hi, so welcome. Thank you again just for joining us. Uh, my name is Logan Smith. In case you do not know me, I'm one of the pastors here at Hope Church. Um, today is Friday as we are filming it, and um, unfortunately found out on Wednesday that our lead pastor, Jeff Eaton, has tested positive for COVID, and so he called me on Wednesday to, uh, to preach this week. And so here I am. And just to let you know, he is doing well. I actually just got off the phone with him. He's doing fine. So he had a great night's sleep last night. Uh, so he, he's doing well. He's doing okay. And so uh, last week, we began a new series called Hear, Go, Do. This series comes from James chapter 1, verse 22. Let me read it. It says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So as we follow Christ, and as we walk in Christ, we, we have to move from simply being hearers of the word into being doers of the word. This is what Jeff talked about last week. You know, there's this, there's this mission on our lives to proclaim the kingdom of God, to proclaim the good news of the saving work of the life, death, and resurrection of Christ Jesus to the poor and the broken. It's not just enough to know scripture. It's not just enough to hear it or to read it and then sit on it. We've got to do it. There's a mission on our lives that we have got to do. And so some of us may be asking, okay, well then how? How do we live out God's word? What does it look like to move from being a hearer into a doer? And so we here at Hope Church, we've put together two models. And if you've been here at Hope Church for any significant amount of time, you have heard both of these models. But these models are models of kingdom living. They are measurable models of living out the kingdom of God. And we're going we're gonna to put both of these on the screen for you, okay? But they are the big five and the hope arrow. So let's, the first one, the big five. The big five stands for worship, fellowship, discipleship, evangelism, and ministry. The hope arrow stands for have spiritual conversations, open up the scriptures and learn Jesus specifically, especially in the Gospels, pray and listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit, eat, or as we now have it, engage with other people, and then the arrow, which means go as a sent person. You go with a purpose. You go as someone who is sent by Christ. So those are two models of kingdom living. They're easy to use. They're easy to measure, easy to be held accountable to. They are practical things that you can be, be doing. And so we want you living out the big five daily and the hope arrow weekly. And what you see is that as you do one model of kingdom living, the other model just naturally occurs. You know, if I'm doing the big five daily, well, then I'm going to naturally do the hope arrow weekly. 
and vice versa. If I do the Hope Era weekly, I will naturally be doing the Big Five daily. And so you move then from being a hearer to a doer. And so today, we're going to start diving into the Big Five. That's what this series is going to be doing. We're going to unpack the Big Five. We're going to unpack each element these next several weeks. And so the very first part, the first element of the Big Five that we're going to focus on today is worship. It's worship. And so obviously with Jeff being gone with COVID, you know, we didn't want that to happen. We, we, we both hated that he had to miss another Sunday already this year due to COVID. However, we did both joke that, you know, if there was ever a week, if there was ever a week that he had to be out with COVID and I had to preach, it had to be the week that we talk about worship, right? Like how perfect that the worship pastor now gets to talk about worship, right? It just worked perfectly, okay? So we praise God for that. Um, but when I found out I was going to be preaching this week and that you know I was going to be talking about worship, um, not going to lie, there were several, and I mean several different ways that I wanted to go with this. And so I just had to pray listen to the Holy Spirit, and I just felt the Lord, you know, kind of stop me and lead me to this very simple question. And I say simple, but honestly, it's it's actually a lot more difficult than we think, because when we stop and think about this question, um, it just becomes more difficult to answer than it seems. And so that question is this, what is worship? What is Worship, And so I've asked this question to a lot of people, especially to our praise team. I ask them that a lot. I've asked them this on several occasions. But usually when I ask someone this question, uh, I most often hear answers like this. So uh, worship is when we sing beautiful songs to God. You know, worship is when we, when we serve the Lord by doing ministry in broken places. It's when we pray. It, it's, it's what we're doing right now, you know, as you tune in. Um, this morning to to the service, it, it's 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 singing these songs, it's reading scripture, it's prayer, it's giving our tithes and offerings through uh, through the app and stuff. Um, you know, worship it's standing in silence before the Lord. Worship is when I I get alone with God, just enjoy His presence. It's when I go on a hike or do a work of art or exercise or just do those things that gets me in the right frame of mind to clear my head so that I can just focus on God, right? So the, these are the answers that I typically hear about what worship is. And so while none of these answers are bad answers in and of themselves, and I believe that they're, they certainly have a place in our worship, and I believe Scripture mandates several of these things that we need to be doing, they still don't quite answer the question. You see, all those answers tell me, how we worship, but not what worship actually is. You know, they, they, are, they are outward ways that we express worship, but they are not what worship actually is. As a matter of fact, Jesus himself made this distinction between how we worship and what worship is. Look at Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. This is Jesus quoting from the prophet Isaiah. He says, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So you see that. You see, Jesus isn't, he's saying it is entirely possible to do worshipful things, do all the worshipful things that there are to do, and yet never actually worship. 
It is completely possible for you to tune in this morning onto this, this Facebook video that we are putting out here for you. It's entirely possible for you to sing the songs, to listen to me preach, to pray along with us, to even give your tithe and offering through the app, but to never have worshipped when you turn off your computer. It is entirely possible to do all kinds of worshipful things and never actually worship. And so when we talk about the big five being a model of kingdom living, we have to start asking ourselves, am I actually worshiping God or am I just doing worshipful things? Because it's when we truly worship the king that we begin to truly experience the power of the kingdom. Remember that from last week, Jeff said, he talked about from 1 Corinthians chapter 4, it said the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. So the kingdom is not a matter of doing worshipful things, but of worshiping. So then, what is worship? You know, if it's not just singing songs, if it's not just praying, if it's not just doing worshipful things, then what is it? I want us to look at Psalm chapter 105. Um, we're going to talk about the whole chapter. We're not going to read the whole chapter purely for, for time's sake, but we are, we're going to read verses 1 through 6, okay? Psalm chapter 105, verses 1 through 6. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. So you see in, this, in these verses, the psalmist, he's calling on his people to do a lot of worshipful things, right? He says, he says, give thanks. He says, call on him, proclaim him, rejoice in him, sing praises to him, so on and so forth. But the key verse is verse 5. Verse 5 says, remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. He says, remember, remember. And so then when you continue to read from verse 7 on, and it, honestly, a lot of it, basically into Psalm 106 as well, those two chapters basically become this huge summary of the Old Testament. It talks about, uh, about God making a people for himself through Abraham. It, it walks through how God is constantly faithful to remember his covenant with his people, even though they constantly fail their part of the covenant. It talks about how God rose up Joseph in the land of Egypt in order to save his people from death through famine. It talks about how God rose up Moses to deliver his people after 400 years of slavery in Egypt. And on and on and on it goes, talking about all that God has done to rescue and save his people. So the psalmist is saying that we should sing to God, we need to proclaim God, we need to rejoice in God, we need to seek God, we need to give thanks to God. Why? Because we remember who He is and all that He's done. And when you remember, you see that the only right response is worship. So here then is the answer to the question we've been asking. What is worship? Worship is knowing who God is, knowing what God has done, and then responding 
accordingly. It's knowing who God is, knowing what he has done, and then responding accordingly. And that response takes a lot of different shapes. It, it looks like singing. It looks like prayer. It looks like serving. Um, it, it could look like getting in your car and going on a drive and just being alone with you and the Lord. But true worship, the things that fuels worshipful stuff, is simply knowing who he is, knowing what he's done, and then responding accordingly. I hope that makes sense. And if it doesn't, let me describe it to you this way, okay? Um, I really love my wife. My wife's name is Kayla. She is awesome. She is better than me in every single way imaginable. And yes, I know I married up, all right? And so there are there are times, obviously, when I'm not a good husband to her, where I can be, I can just be a dirt. Let me just be real. There's times where I fail as her husband, but I love my wife. I still love her. Even though I fail her, I still love her, okay? And so there are times uh, throughout my life, throughout our marriage, where, you know, we'll be just sitting on the couch, or we'll be out to eat, or we're in the kitchen, or, you know, we're just, we're just living life. You know, we're just, we're just there, we're together, and I just look at her, and for some reason, all of a sudden, I'm just like, gosh, she's beautiful. Man, she's gorgeous. Man, I married up. You know what I mean? And I start to think about just how much I love her. I start to think about how great of a mother she is to our son Ezra. I start to think about how awesome of a teacher she is. I start to think about how much she loves the Lord and how much she desires for for students to love the Lord. And and I just stare at her with just this love I have for her, you know? And um, then she'll look at me, she'll notice me staring at her, and she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, well, never mind, you know? Just kidding. It's a joke, okay? Um, but, but she just looks at me, she's like, what are, you, what are you looking at me for? And I'm like, I just love you. I just love you, you know? And so I'll give her a hug, and I'll tell her that I love her, and um, she's always like, why are you doing this, you know? Um, and, and I don't do that as often as I should, you know? I, I need to do that more, and I just confess that to everybody. I need to do that more but but there are times that absolutely happens i just i see her i reflect on her marriage i reflect on how awesome she is and i just have to respond by telling her how much i love her by showing her how much i love her see guys this is what i'm talking about with worship this is what i'm talking about with worshiping the lord when we ask the question what is worship it's looking at god it's knowing god and just remembering all that he's done and then i've just got to respond i've got to tell him i love him i've got to give thanks to him i've got to tell others how much i love him i've got to sing to him i have to respond here's the deal though the only difference here is that as much as i love my wife and as often as I have those moments with her, my wife has never been to me, nor has she ever done for me what only Christ Jesus has done for me. Only Jesus Christ has left his throne of glory in heaven to be born as a baby here on earth. Only Jesus Christ lived a perfect and sinless life that I could not possibly live. Only Jesus Christ bore a cross to bear the punishment of sin that he never committed so that I could be forgiven of all the sin that I committed. Only Jesus rose from the dead after being buried three days in the tomb. 
Only Jesus broke the power of death by raising from the dead. And only Jesus ascended back into heaven where he is reigning over all creation. And only Jesus is coming back to make new all that is broken in our world. It's only Jesus. And therefore, it is only Jesus who's worthy of all of my worship. It's only Jesus who's worthy of my response of singing and of praise and of joy and of proclaiming all that He is. He is worthy of every song, every breath, every mission, every bit of worship that I have. It's why we sang this song this morning. You are worthy of your name because only Jesus is worthy of those things. Guys, do you see the difference between just doing worshipful stuff and truly worshiping God. I can do every worshipful thing there is to do without ever having set my eyes on Christ. But it's only when I set my eyes on Jesus that my heart truly begins to worship. Why? Because He's worthy of it. It's because He's worthy of it. And so if worship is just simply our response to who He is, if it's knowing who He is, knowing what He's done, and then responding accordingly, what does this have to do with our series, Hear, Go, and Do? What does this have to do with kingdom living and the big five? I want us to look again at the verse we started with. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Here's why worshiping our God is so important. Excuse me, so important to active kingdom living. If Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, then that means there's never, ever a moment in our lives when He is not still worthy of our worship. There's never a moment in our lives, no matter how difficult the season may be, no matter how entangled we may be in a battle with sin, no matter how hopeless it may seem, when Jesus is not worthy of our worship. Our seasons may change, but our God never will. He remains. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Guys, look at how 2022 has already started. I mean, just... A couple weeks ago, we had this crazy snowstorm. We're probably looking at more snow today as you watch this. And in this snowstorm, how many people did you see get in car accidents, lose their property, maybe get seriously injured? It, I don't know if you saw this, but in the Bronx in New York, there was this horrific fire in an apartment that took 17 lives, eight of them being children. COVID-19 is still all over the place. It's rampant in our communities right now. And people are going down with it it's just so quickly. I mean, let's be real. 2022 is not off to a great start. But Jesus remains. He's still the same. He's still worthy. He's not changed. My sin is still nailed to that cross and His tomb is still empty. His throne is still occupied. We can still worship. I mean, guys, I think the problem is that some of us think that worshiping God means that we have to have this awesome attitude about everything that's happening around us. We think that the only way we can truly worship is if 
like we're actually in the mood for it, or if if he's, or if there's just a season where it's really worthy of it. But guys, listen, it's not the case. Worshiping just means responding to the God who has already conquered every bad thing that's ever happening around you. Sometimes the most worshipful thing you can actually do is give him your brokenness. To look at the cross, to look at the resurrection and just say, God, I can't do it right now. I mean, sometimes the most worshipful thing you can do is to give him your tears and your heartache. Because when I know who God is, he wants your tears and your heartache. Sometimes that can be a very worshipful thing for you to do. Because the fact is, even in those moments where it is so hard to remember who he is, He's still the same. So we can live that kingdom life, that kingdom worship. We can respond to who he is because no matter what may change around us, Jesus stays the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. This is why worship is so vital to kingdom living. It's why it's a part of the big five because in every single season, Our God remains and He is worthy of our worship. This morning as you watch this video, as you tune into this video, I want to invite you to do one of two things. One, if you're watching this, maybe you've never surrendered your life to Christ. My invitation to you is wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, is for you to stop and you submit your life to Jesus. Believe that this awesome God took all of your sin on a cross for you. He died the death you deserved so that you could live in Him. He rose from the dead. He is alive today. He is king over all things, whether you want Him to be or not. Jesus is king, and He is inviting you into abundant life with Him. Would you be saved this morning from your death, be saved from him, from sin, be saved from death, be saved from hell, and be saved into eternal life with Christ Jesus? And then the second invitation is for all of you out there, you're watching this video, my invitation is for you to step into kingdom life and begin your step into kingdom life with stepping into worship. Look at what Jesus has done for you. Look at who he is and just respond accordingly. Don't just do worshipful things to check them off your list. No, look to Jesus and worship our great God, who is worthy of every ounce of worship we have. Thank you so much for joining us today, church. We love you. As we always say to each other, grace and peace. Make sure you live in both of them.